Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast. Cincinnati's Q102. Jeff and Jen morning show. It is 651. Looking at a mix of sun and clouds today. With a few patches of morning fog and a high right around 60. Right now, it's uh, 32. It's Cincinnati's Q102. I was looking for stuff to talk about this morning, and everything is politically related. I know. I was hoping things would kind of calm down a bit, but uh doesn't seem to be the case. Not yet, anyway. No. Hey, there's only two weeks until Thanksgiving and 44 days until Christmas. So let's start focusing on things we can be thankful <laughs> yeah, for. See? <laughs> like you guys. Aw, thanks. <laughs> thanks for my job. <laughs> oh, you're welcome, Fritchie. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah. yeah, we got a classic second date update coming up in a few minutes. Um, before we head out, one of the points that was made during the election, though, is that the most important speech of the election would be the concession speech. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I know, Jen, you kind of hung back here yesterday watching Hillary Clinton's concession speech. I did, and I thought she did just an absolutely beautiful job. And and I just kept thinking, I wish we would have seen more of that Hillary during the campaign because she was human. That's exactly what I thought. Very human. Yes. And it's like, oh, I wish we would have been able to see that vulnerability and kindness. She was soft. Yeah. Yeah, there was just yeah. so much that was missing. Hmm. Missing. So listen to a little clip of the concession. Last night, I congratulated Donald Trump and offered to work with him on behalf of our country. I hope that he will be a successful president for all Americans. Donald Trump is going to be our president. We owe him an open mind and the chance to lead. Our constitutional democracy enshrines the peaceful transfer of power. And we don't just respect that, we cherish it. President Obama also spoke yesterday from the White House and said that he would help Trump take over when the time comes. I had a chance to talk to President-elect Trump to congratulate him on winning the election, and I had a chance to invite him to come to the White House to talk about making sure that there is a successful transition between our presidencies. Now, it is no secret that the president-elect and I have some pretty significant differences. But remember, eight years ago, President Bush and I had some pretty significant differences. But President Bush's team could not have been more professional or more gracious in making sure we had a smooth transition so that we could hit the ground running. And one thing you realize quickly in this job is that the presidency and the vice presidency uh, is bigger than any of us. So I have instructed my team to follow the example that President Bush's team set eight years ago and work as hard as we can to make sure that this is a sex successful transition for the president-elect. A lot of people fired up because of the way the election went down. Uh, Donald Trump, you know, being the next president of the United States, 
uh, got there by grace of the Electoral College because Hillary Clinton actually got more votes. Uh, as of yesterday, she had 59,814,000 votes, and Trump had 59,600,000 votes. So what it She's beating him by, uh, by a little more than 203,000 people. And there are still some outstanding votes. So you would think that Donald Trump would be a fan of the Electoral College, but a tweet from Donald Trump in 2012 said the Electoral College is a disaster for democracy. <laughs> so, Well, that was four years ago. You can change your mind. Well, sure. Years. But by his own logic, then, <laughs> Donald Trump's victory was a disaster, disaster for democracy. And judging by the numbers, a little more than half of the country feels really strongly about it. This is the second time the Electoral College has worked against Democrats in recent years. Al Gore, if you recall, he won the popular vote, but he lost the election to George W. Bush in the year 2000. Uh, So there you go. And a lot of protests. I was out at dinner last night, so I didn't get to see a lot of this happening. But hundreds marching through Philadelphia, Los Angeles, freeway shut down. New York City. New York City. Yep. Here's the thing is didn't matter who won this thing. They were not going to fix your life. Okay? <laughs> you have to do that yourself. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You can still be you. You can still teach your kids great things. You can still be a great neighbor. You can still speak on the causes that you believe in and, the you know, whatever that might be. Because this is the United States and you can do those things. Yeah. I wonder what the protests, I wonder how many protests we would have had if it would have gone the other way and how the protests would be different if Hillary had won. Yeah, you're right. Because, you know, know. there there would have been a lot of fired up people. I don't know. I will say that, that, you know, I'm all for peaceful protest. If it if it helps you galvanize, if it gives voice to those who feel that they're not heard, if it sends a message to people that feel like they're the only ones that feel a certain way and that you're not alone and you want to start a grassroots movement to change the process that I'm all for. But when you start burning down buildings and when you yep. start clogging looting. up freeways burning and, the flag. and yeah. burning the American flag, then I think your message gets lost. You lose your message. The message gets lost on me when that starts happening. you look like a maniac when you start doing that kind of stuff. It's like, what part of you is persuading me to participate in your protest when you're acting like a maniac? Yeah. But but we'll get through this like we get through everything else. Like Tim said, you know, whoever is running the president of the United States doesn't have as much power over our lives as we sometimes give them credit for. Mm -hmm. Looking at a mix of sun and clouds today, patchy morning fog, and a high around 60. Right now it is 33 at Cincinnati's Q102. I'll get off my soapbox now. Thank you. 
<laughs> oh, you say that now. Just Everybody's wait. allowed to make a point. Just wait. <laughs> Everybody's allowed to express themselves on this show. By the way, uh, every Tuesday and Thursday around this time, we'd like to bring you a classic second date update that you may have missed the first time around, especially if you don't normally have a chance to listen to us at a later time. Melissa, welcome to Jeff and Jen's second date update. Hi. Hi. You are currently being blown off by a man named Nick. Yes. Oh, Nick. Is Nick someone you just went out with once? Um, yes. All right, then let's start from the beginning. How did you two meet? I met him on Match, and we, you know, messaged back and forth and talked on the phone a couple of times before we actually went out. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, you know, weird when I actually met him in person. Good. Um, yeah, but I, you know, I kind of felt like I knew him a little bit already, so it was easier. And, yeah, he was really nice and just, really sweet and had this great smile and I immediately liked him. Um, and yeah, so like, you know, he, he smiled a lot and which made me smile and I just, I don't know, we clicked, you know, we, I just felt like we clicked right off the bat and talked about our families and our jobs and we had a lot in common and we were there for like a couple hours and it was just one of those situations where we kind of felt like the waiter really wanted us to clear the table so that we decided to just like go ahead and leave so they, they were itching for us to leave you could um, tell you could feel it yeah, i know that feeling you're yeah. shutting it down home, can you pay the bill yeah <laughs> right uh, which was fine because it was a weeknight and i had to get up for work the next day yeah. early so okay. um he walked me to my car and gave me a hug and i don't know that was that was it and um i guess um i texted him the next day just to thank him for dinner and um, I don't know, maybe that was too soon. I, some people say wait three days, but I felt like we just had such, you know, a great time that, you know, he would write me back. But um, he didn't write me back. Um, and I sent him a, a message on Match as well. Right. And nothing. So I hope you guys hmm. can help me figure this one out. Yeah. Can we just go back here for a second? Because I'm trying <clears throat> to take notes as we go along. So the date lasted about two hours. It was a dinner date. It was on a weeknight. So that's why you had to go home. He walked you to the car. Did you say he gave you a hug or a kiss or both? Yeah, he gave me a hug. Gave you a hug. No kiss, right? Right. Okay. Okay. Um, how did it feel when he was saying goodbye? I mean, was it like, hey, let's do this again sometime? Was there any any possible um, door left open for that? Or, or do you even I mean, recall? To me, it felt like that. But... But it could have been in my imagination or wishful thinking. But, right. you know, it didn't seem like he was pissed off or, or uncomfortable. It just felt like, yeah, that was a really nice time, you okay. know. And so you said you didn't wait the three days. How long did you wait before you texted him again? The next day. Next day. Okay. <laughs> That's another wrong with that. Yeah, don't, I freak, don't think so. That three-day rule is old. I, I don't even know that anybody follows that anymore. I think, yeah, I think that's ridiculous. If you had a nice yeah. time, tell him you had a nice time. And it wouldn't be inappropriate for you to text him that very same night and say, hey, thanks again for tonight. That was awesome. Agreed. Hope we can do it again. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Three-day rule is old, girl. Um, <laughs> I know. Okay. And then, but so no, no response at all? No, nope. No. Okay. And you just text him that one time? Yeah. Well, I also sent him a message on Matt, which is where we, you know, met. Right. Good. Then unless you can think of anything else. No, I, I think that's it. All right. We'll take a break. And when we come back, we will call Nick and get his take on the date and what he thinks of Melissa coming up next with Jeff and Jen on Cincinnati's Q102. <laughs> Okie doke. So Melissa met this nice guy, Nick, on Match. 
Nice guy, nice smile. You know how smiles are. They're contagious. Mm-hmm. That got her smiling. These two clicked. Seemed to have a lot in common. Went out to dinner. Date lasted a couple of hours. They shut the place down. And since it was a work night, uh, you know, there was uh, there was no going back to his place or her place. He was very gentlemanly. He walked her to the car, gave her a hug and a kiss. She texted him the next day saying, basically, I'm paraphrasing here, Melissa. Correct me if I'm wrong. Basically, thank you for a great evening last night. Uh, let's get together again. I don't want to mm-hmm. put words in your mouth, but is that kind of the gist of it? Yeah, except for the kiss part. He only hugged me. Oh, sorry. He only hugged you. All right. Right. So he, he gave you a hug when he walked you to the car, and that was that. So right. Melissa would like an explanation, right? Yes. Why is the second date update important to you? Well, because because the date went so well. Yeah. I'm, I'm just confused that he just didn't want to write back to me and say, hey, I had a good time as well, and... Perhaps maybe my, my ego is, is hurt a little because sure. he hasn't mm-hmm. written me back. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm just curious to see if he had a good time as well. And, and I would like to go out with him again. Okay. Um, yeah. We'll try to clear up that confusion, though. We're going to call Nick right now. Yes, Nick. Yeah, this is Nick. Hi there. This is Jeff Thomas, and I'm here with my partner, Jen. Hi, Nick. We're with the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. How are you? (laughs) This is the Jeff and Jen Show. Yes, sir. (laughs) And Fritch is here, and Tim is here. Say hi, guys. Hey, Nick. Good morning. You know what? I think I know. Is this um, the second date update? (laughs) Yes, sir. It is indeed. You know it, baby. Yeah, I totally know it, and I, I, I like, I know who this is about. Actually, <laughs> all right, um, Melissa. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> what what is that? that? <laughs> well, I just feel bad. Um, she's she's a really nice girl. She's like really sweet. Yeah. Not sweet enough to go out with again, though. Well, I. <laughs> I don't want to embarrass her or anything or make her feel bad. If um, she are she sure she wants to do this on the radio? Yeah, well, that's up to Melissa. Melissa, okay. is there any reason that you feel you might want to stop this quit while we're ahead? Nick seems to think that this may be a source of embarrassment for you. Oh gosh, I mean, I can't think of what you know. I, I'm I'm in this deep, so I might as well see it through. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. you can't. I mean, there there was nothing huge that could have gone terribly wrong, right? <laughs> Let's not assume. I mean, not that I can think of at all. Not well, I mean, if it's huge. Yeah, if it was a big, huge, embarrassing thing, then it probably, she would have at least an inkling. This is Jen's way of keeping the bit alive. <laughs> Oh, let's get it over with. Let's get it over with. All right, Nick, then it sounds like Melissa would like to proceed, so. Okay, well, maybe this is dumb. Maybe it's not, though. Um, You know what? The date itself went great. I I did really like her. But I noticed she carries this really big purse. And uh, wait for it. Um, when uh, When we were, like, leaving the restaurant, the big purse isn't the problem, but it, like, it took her forever to find her keys in it because there was so much crap in her bag. Like, 
pens and receipts and papers and a couple of wallets and a makeup bag and (laughs) have you never seen a woman's purse before (laughs) we're just like stuff kept coming out of the bag like maybe there was a pet monkey in her bag (laughs) (laughs) that would have been great if a monkey popped out i would love it or if her dog was in there (laughs) yeah i mean just like total chaos so much stuff um but you know i was kind of like okay no big whatever yeah. I walked her to her car, and then her car was the same. Just, uh, like, tons of stuff. Like, on the front seat, the back seat. Okay. Like, bag, like, bags from fast food restaurants and just garbage and stuff. And the console was all, like, covered in, like, sticky stuff. And All right, enough. Did you go out with Jen? Oh, this <laughs> is where Jen draws the line? It wasn't here. Melissa. It was Jen in disguise. Oh, hold on. I hear Melissa responding. Go ahead, Melissa. Yeah. I have a busy life. I mean, I don't have time to take care of that kind of stuff. There's more important things in life than a clean car. Agreed. <laughs> I understand. Like, but what it is is a, like it's a sign to me that your your life might be a little bit of a mess, or like, or you're just a hoarder or something else that is equally unsettling. And I don't, you know, I know that there are like different levels of clean for everybody. And yeah. I'm not like obsessive, compulsive, crazy about it. I just, mm-hmm. just, just that's far away from, far away from clean. Nick, she's just spending time with people. People are more important than clean. Yes, than clean. That's one way to spin it. Yeah, that's how I would spin it. <laughs> I mean, Good job, you. Tim. You could be a neat person in life and have a very well-organized life and still have a very messy handbag. Well, I don't want to speak for Nick, and I don't even know if I'm nailing it here. I could be completely off based on what you've said so far, but I get that she's busy. I get that she's out living life, mm-hmm. but there's an element to chaos here that is just not for me. Exactly. Yeah, that's okay. exactly how I felt. Understood. Okay. All right. Well, I don't think this is half as embarrassing as what Nick was setting us up for. So I don't know if that's any consolation to you, Melissa. Have you ever heard this criticism before? No, and it's it sucks. It really sucks that he wouldn't want to go out with me just because of the state yeah. of my car. And but maybe it is a wake up call that I need to, you know, clean my. But no, like that's just I, I shouldn't have to do that. Like he should want to spend time with me and get to know me, and then maybe I can decide. <laughs> a day next week to clean my car. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm really not like that. My life isn't messy. No. Yeah, but do you want to go on a date with a guy who's like, hey, I'll go on a date with you if you clean your car? Good point. Mm-hmm. No. Good point. Okay, so you're, you're wanting me to <laughs> to not go out with you now. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't. Look, I, I, really I don't. I, you are totally <laughs> sweet, nice, beautiful. Somebody, you know, like some guy... Is gonna love that about you probably, and find it cute and great. And I'm just right. not that guy. Sweet, you know, a chick that loves you, Wendy's as much as me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to go out with anybody who's like picky like that anyway. So I guess yeah. we're even. Okay. Well, good. Cause look, I don't want you to change. I'm not asking you to change. I just don't want to date. Yeah, okay. it's just, it's just not for Nick. Yeah, we yeah. That. it's fine. All right, whatever, yeah. man. Well, <laughs> well, Melissa obviously not happy with that response, but uh, we did ask Nick for the truth, and this mm-hmm. was the reason. And uh, you know, not everybody is right for everybody. So true for varying reasons. <laughs> so, but- Melissa, we we're sorry it didn't work out, but Nick, we appreciate you taking the call. 
And Melissa, thank you Absolutely. for coming on the Jeff and Jen Morning Show. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Yeah. appreciate it. Thanks. All right, take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, then if he gets with her and they get into a relationship, like, that's... You know, now that messiness is in his life. He doesn't want that. Well, there will be a man out there that will decide that she is worth the mess. Yep, that's true. All right. So Mm -hmm. if you need a second date update. Yeah, you know, there's a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. 513-749-2320. Or you can email us at jeffandjen at wkrq.com. 15 things you need to do to be happy. <laughs> if you're feeling a little down, <laughs> maybe because of the time change. Yeah, that's what it Seasonal is. Seasonal <laughs> affect disorder is in full swing. What's more expensive, raising a boy or raising a girl? And are you a bad hotel guest? Lots to get you caught up on. The latest news that didn't make the news is coming up next. Are you a bad hotel guest? Also, what's more expensive, raising a boy or raising a girl? And the 15 things that you need to do to be happy. It is Thursday, November 10th of 2016. We're Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. There is something about staying in a hotel that brings out the evil side in all of us. (laughs) Evil. (laughs) New survey found the most common bad things we do at hotels. Uh, 5% of us have had sex in the elevator. That is a high percentage. That is one out of 20 people have had sex in an elevator. At the hotel oh, elevator. Hotel. That's pretty to risky. To me, that, I know it is. It's very sexy, too. Yeah. It's very Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. Having an accident, like getting sick and throwing up on the carpet. <laughs> I've been with people that have done that before. Mm. Vandalizing the room. Having an affair in the room. Drinking out of the mini bar and filling the bottles with water. Oh, wow. You can't do that anymore, though, because they have that whole magnet process. Yeah, right. once you've lifted yeah. it up, you've you paid might as well for drink it. it. I can tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doing something illegal in the room, like drugs, lying to get an upgrade, stealing something from the room, having more people in the room than you paid for, yep. and staying in the room after checkout time. 52% of us have done that. I've done four out of the ten. That's not bad. That's not bad. What are the four? <laughs> um, uh, more than more people than you pay. You don't for have to answer that, Tim. Stealing something. <laughs> I know, right. Illegal items. Um, maybe a mattress flip. Yeah. Don't they come banging on the door, though? I mean, it always seems at checkout time they are waiting. They're the, wait, the, yeah. Yeah, like, room service like, it's, is it's, hovering. They know it's you. Like, get out of the room! Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually I'm I'm that guy that leaves. If checkout time is at noon, I'm leaving at about twelve oh one or twelve oh two. Eleven fifty nine. And housekeeping is watching that door. They want to see that guy come out and take yep. that do not disturb sign off of the doorknob. They're ready. Yeah. Get this room clean. Let's go. Let's go. We got people coming in. I'd be like, got three next- o'clock check ins, people. We can clean next door. It's fine. But that's why they for instance, like if you fly into a city early in the morning and you want to drop off your bags at the hotel and you'll ask him, you'll say, hey, is, can I just check in now? Well, I would love to check you in now, but unfortunately, people like you like late checkouts. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And uh, we can't even get into the rooms at this point. Oh, yeah. Because I'm also that person that wants to get in at 1 o'clock. Like, why can't you have that room turned over by now? Right. <laughs> It should only take 15 minutes. I went early check-in. Yeah. (laughs) Because you stayed too late last time. That's why. We're punishing you. Check out karma. All right. Believe it or not, there's another photo that is confusing the internet. And this argument is way more entertaining than is this dress blue or white. There is a photo going viral right now that either shows a cat or a dog. And people can't seem to figure out which. The eyes say cat. The ears say dog. The sitting position says cat, but the hair around the mouth kind of says dog. And it's pretty great. We actually uh, do know the answer. So if you don't want to know and, uh, you know, you don't want us to spoil it for you, then block your ears or turn the radio down for a second while I reveal it. I want to see it. Yeah, I'll post it right now on the q Facebook page. Wait, pull it up. Oh, boy, cat. Jen says it's a cat. Cat. I think it's a cat. Fritz says it's a cat. Cat dog. Tim, do you know? I don't know. I think it looks like some sort of little ratty dog. Aww. It's the eyes and Look the nose the, yeah, that say the nose cat is to more heart shaped. I mean, definitely a cat that needs a good brushing. They used to have a cartoon named Cat Dog back in the day. My nephew Jacob used to watch it, and it was like half cat, half dog. Mm hmm. Okay, so for the record, I'm going to tell you in three, two, <laughs> one, it's a cat. Yay! Told you. It's a cat. Okay. Look at that little thing. <laughs> God it's bless the eyes. its heart. It's the eyes. But it looks like one of what are those called? Shark, um, Shih Tzu dogs That's or kinda, whatever. Kind of reminds me. Kind of looks yeah. like that in the in the beard. It's part cat. It's part dog. Cat dog. <laughs> right. I know gender inequality is a real sore subject for a lot of people right now, but you know we just read the stories. I, we don't invent them. A new study found that it costs thirty-seven thousand dollars more to raise a girl. Thirty-seven. Yes, thirty-seven thousand more dollars to raise a girl from when she's born until she hits the age of eighteen. Well, clothes and hair and makeup alone. Damn. Tampons. You got to pay for all that. How expensive are tampons? Expensive. Are they really? Some of them, yeah. If you buy the name brand, some of the name brand stuff is like $8 a box. They should be tax deductible. Can you use like your, can you use your HSA HSA to pay for? No. Because I mean, it's not, there's nothing we can do about that. That is a health situation. And it's cotton with like a cotton string and cotton balls are like a dollar. Right. Make so why not own. just use those? <laughs> can't put those in there. No? No. Mm. But they are expensive. Every time I go to the store, I'm so like, Ugh. I don't want to spend money Seriously, on that. Seriously, I'm going to spend fourteen ninety nine on the multi-box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about the no-name brands? They're cheaper, but they're not as they're just effective as good? sometimes. Sometimes. No. It well, just depends. The cheaper way, you got to be so careful about, and I'm not, and I should be. I mean, there are things in those that are harmful and some have more of these things than things others in them than others. It costs an average of $98,500 to raise a boy and $135,000 to raise a girl. And the reason for the cost difference is the extra money that parents spend on clothes for the girls, toiletries and cosmetics. There you go. The only place where parents spent more on boys than girls is on tech products. Tech I'm not sure they products. were in a safer car. Oh, yeah. 
Well, think about it, too. I mean, that's just until they're 18. Because if you have a girl, aren't you supposed to, like, pay for their wedding and pay for, you know, other that's stuff? That's pretty pricey, too. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, not findings that we're happy about. But one more thing that we did see in the study is that parents spend an average of 21% of their income directly on just buying stuff for their kids. My God. <laughs> That doesn't leave a lot of money for leggings, does it, Jen? No, it doesn't, especially if you have a child with special needs. You can quadruple that. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's insane. I'm sure. All right, we got to take a break. Coming up, the 15 things you need to do to be happy and the chores we love and hate the most as your news that didn't make the news continues next. All right, Cincinnati's Q102, Jeff and Jen, it's 737, looking at a mix of sun and clouds today with patchy morning fog at a high of 60. Right now, 33 at Cincinnati's Q102. I didn't need a study to tell me that women have better memories than men. Yeah, we remember anniversaries, birthdays, and everything you've ever said. <laughs> yep. Take, take that. She's not oh, kidding. Oh, yeah. Frizzy. Whoa. Never can let it go, can they? No, it's not even necessarily that. We just remember. What year was that perm that you got that Jeff called Frizzy? 1996. Look at that. (laughs) I didn't know what you called it. Curly, whatever it was, it was a perm. It was 95, actually. Damn, that's going back, girl. (laughs) It's all right. I, I didn't know that was a bad word it's at the time. not a big deal. Has Jennifer said anything to you that you remember uh-huh. like that? What? I don't know. Have you? Nope. She? Nope. <laughs> I let it go. No. I move on. No, he because he didn't even hear me. He wasn't listening. That's not true. <laughs> uh, I hear you. I listen. Mm-hmm. I pay attention. Right. I think about you all the time. All the time. Oh, yeah. Hard not to, I know. According to a new study, women's memories are stronger than men's, and that is true at every age. But it becomes especially noticeable as people get older and their brains start slowing down. Oh, God, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. There is a catch, though. (laughs) Yeah. The researchers found that older women are more likely to be affected by dementia and Alzheimer's than men. Yeah. And they think it could be because of major hormonal changes after menopause. Hormones Aww. are a bitch. Yeah. Right. They are. They can do crazy, crazy they things. They ruin to lives. People. I know. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> a woman named Julian An- Antony. Antony. Yeah. Antony. Antony. Julian Antony from Orlando. She went into labor a few weeks ago and decided to go for a walk in between con- contractions, you know, to try to get her water to, get to break. Going, right? yeah. It didn't work, but she did get robbed while she was on her walk. Oh, I can't even imagine. Yeah, she was walking down the street. A guy walked up to her, grabbed her necklace right off her neck, and then he started walking away. But when she yelled at him and pulled out her phone to call 911, he came running back at her. So even though Julianne was nine months pregnant, she ran away from this guy, started screaming. Unfortunately, that scared him off before he could do anything else. It probably made her water break. Yeah, right. I know. She was. She was rushed to the hospital. She wound up having a daughter a few hours later. Oh, my God. Thankfully, they're they're both totally healthy after all of that last-minute trauma. 
Good. The cops are trying to find the guy who robbed her. That's funny. Yeah. Poor thing. I know. That's a memorable way to have yes. a kid. Horrific. Meanwhile, an 82-year-old guy in Germany lost his wedding ring about three years ago. I guess it fell off while he was gardening and he couldn't find it. So his wife told him, don't worry about it. It'll show up eventually. Mm-hmm. But after three years, it was still gone. And he probably gave up on it at that point. And unfortunately, his wife passed away about six months ago. So obviously, he really mm-hmm. wanted that back, as you can imagine. But the good mm-hmm. news is he finally did find the ring last Thursday. Yeah. And it was in a pretty weird place. After it got buried in his garden... No joke, uh, and a carrot grew around it. Uh, <laughs> apparently, he was picking vegetables, and that's when he found it. Nice. That's cool. That is. Yeah, and somebody posted two photos of it online, and you can actually see the ring lodged right in the middle of it. It's wild. That how many, is funny. How many carrots was it? <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. I, know. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I had to. Low-hanging fruit. I couldn't resist it. It was right there. How do you say no? Some blogger wrote an article a while back that's been going viral, and she claimed that there are 15 things you need to do in order to be truly happy. All right. Now, I'm going to warn you out of the gate here. These are not easy fixes, and some people think they're not always very practical, but if you can at least do one or two of these things, it might really help you, and here they are. Okay. I would say I would say pick one and do that one all day. Out of the fifteen? One at a time. Okay. And so like whatever is number one on the list, okay. let's spend all day today just trying to do focusing on doing that. Doing okay. number one. Okay. Yes. All right, here's yours. All right. Give up the need to always be right about everything. Oh, but I am. Really? <laughs> That's the first thing you're wrong about. See? <laughs> It is okay to admit mm-hmm. that you're wrong sometimes because everyone is. Yeah. That's never fun, though. Me you know, less so, but... I it, I, have found, <laughs> I have found incredible freedom in actually just saying, I don't know. I don't know. I really, I don't know. Yeah, me too. Because I, I really just, don't know. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. I have some ideas, but I can't say for I don't sure. even have ideas. I just, I don't know. I have some thoughts about it. Number two, stop trying to control everything. Yeah. Now you're taking the whole fun out of the day. I can't control oh, anything, and this I can't be right. You know what? I'll tell you what. This is one of my toughest ones. Not oh, yeah. Letting go and recognizing the fact that I can't control everything and being okay with that. You have no control. The only thing that you have control over is how you react to what's going on around you. I don't know, Jen. I got control over a lot of things. No, you don't. See, that's giving me anxiety, just learning that I don't control everything. <laughs> you don't. I can remember having a complete and total meltdown when we were in the middle of Jacob's like diagnosis and in the beginning when it was really, really hard and the marriage was ending. And I can remember just screaming in my kitchen going, I don't have control over anything in my life. And just losing my ever-loving mind. That's nice that you were able to admit it, though. Oh, I knew it. And that's why I was going crazy. And it's like I'm making myself crazy because I'm trying to control everything. Let go. Let go and let God. You ever heard that one before? Let go, let God. Yeah. Yep. We used to sing a song that said, let go, let God in church. How did it go? Let go, let God. 
Let go, let God. Wow. I have to pull that one up. <laughs> I've never heard that one before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, control is hard. It is. Don't blame other people all the time. Try to admit when something's your fault. Own it. Take the hit. Own your responsibility in everything that's happening in your life, you know? Try not to dwell on self-defeating thoughts. In other words, don't sit around thinking about how you might fail or coming up with reasons not to do things. Mm-hmm. Stop deciding things are impossible, which is kind of like the last one. Try not to complain too much. A little bit is okay if it helps you blow off some steam, but too much now, it's just, it's not healthy. It's now not you're just it's not helping you either. It. Yeah, it's not. Don't be overly critical, which goes in, which kind of goes hand in hand with not complaining. So that's seven. I got another seven for you. Coming up, eh, you have eight another more. eight for you. Coming mm-hmm. up next with Jeff and Jen here at Cincinnati's Q102. Yeah, Cincinnati's Q102. Jeff and Jen Morning Show, 752. Looking at a mix of sun and clouds. Patchy morning fog and a high of 60. Right now it is 33 with Jeff and Jen at Cincinnati's Q102. We're talking about, if you're just joining us, we're talking about the things you need to do to be happy. Uh, some blogger wrote an article that I guess has been going, but this was an article that was written a while back, but it's gone viral. And she claimed there are 15 things you need to do in order to be truly happy. Uh, giving up the need to always be right about stuff. Jen, stop trying to control everything. <laughs> Jen. Uh, don't blame other people all the time. Jen. Try not no! to dwell. I'm, I'm very good at these three things so far. I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> Well, the, the trying to control everything resonated with me because as a single guy who does not have any children, I do have a sense of control over the things I do. I control what time I go home, whether I stay out at night, You've what television shows life I watch. in a manner where you can. Where I have a have. sense mm-hmm. of control over what's going on. And but, that's why uh, it would be so very entertaining for you to have a couple of children. Oh, Yeah. Besides cats. Mm-hmm. There cats are days count. where I kind of feel like I do in here. What? <laughs> uh, let's see. Don't blame other people all the time. Try not to dwell on self-defeating thoughts. Stop, stop deciding things are impossible. Uh, don't complain so much. Don't be overly critical. Here we go with the remaining eight. Stop trying to impress everyone. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to impress it's everyone. It's exhausting. Jane. You won't be happy if you're constantly awesome. worried about what other people you cannot, think of you. You're not going to find your identity by what other people think of you. You have to find your identity on your own. That's right. See, all these things that I've taught you, Jen, are finally starting them. to resonate now. Yeah, they're starting finally to stick. starting to click. Oh <laughs> Stop trying to live up to other people's expectations. Because you can't. Which is basically the same as trying to impress people. I know a lot of these are the same thing. They're similar, but they're, di- they're, they're different. This list could be down to 10 by now. There's there's subtle differences. Stop resisting change. Change is good. Change is exciting. It's scary, though. I think that's why a lot it of is. people resist it. And it's also inevitable. Yeah, it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of the world. Have faith. Have faith that it'll all be good. Don't get too attached to things. I know. <laughs> Fritz and I are kind of laughing here because... <laughs> Jen is like has to get the <laughs> yes. last word on every point. I know she went to school for this. Let I her, did. I've her, been to a lot of schools for this. Let her go. I know. 
I'm just she letting her know. High I'll, have, I'll have a bumper sticker for every single one. Let's <laughs> see what's next. I love don't get too attached to things mm. or even ideas. Ideas are things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I always say. Thoughts are things. Try not to put labels on stuff because most things in life are way more complicated than that. But there is something in human nature that prompts us to want to slap a label on something. It is this or it is this. The problem with that is that most things are more complicated than that and you need to understand them better before you start putting labels on stuff. So that was number 12. Number 13, try to conquer your fears or at least be mindful of why you're afraid because sometimes it's all in your head. Feel the fear and do it anyway. There you go. Amen. (laughs) Go toward what it does not like. That sounded like Yoda. (laughs) Are you getting your advice from Star Wars? Uh, Sometimes. Occasionally. Number 14, stop making excuses. If you do something wrong, try to make it a learning experience. Don't just come up with an excuse and dismiss it. Mm Mm-hmm. And Jen, stop worrying about the past. (laughs) You need to live in the moment, Jen. Oh, it's so true. I mean, you're worrying about things that have already happened that you can't change. You think about the future. You have no control. You don't know what's going to happen in the future. The only thing we have is now. It is okay to plan ahead. (laughs) It is okay to consider the future. Mm -hmm. But try to be as happy in the moment as much as you can. Live in the now, right? So, Living the now, it's all we have. That is what the blogger wrote in an article that <laughs> Jen good, is taking credit for. It's good stuff on there. Yeah. We should post that, though. Let's put that on our Q102 page. Well, so. like I said, <clears throat> excuse me, not all these are easy fixes, and some right. people you know, will argue that they're not always practical in every situation, but as we, as we mentioned earlier, if you, if you do one or two or try to do one or two, it can make a, a real Thanks difference. Thanks for listening yeah. to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.